You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSC has opened its doors for another day, so it's time for the opening with myself and Skalk Lowe, who's a portfolio manager at PSG Wealth in the Western Cape. Now, Skalk, I want to give you a little bit of a lecture here. In a galaxy far, far away, many, many moons ago, when I worked in the financial services industry as a broker stroke trader, um, a very wise fellow who was the desk manager or desk boss, um, he would you know, sit us all down and give us a few little pep talks here and there. And he always said that when a market is at a very elevated level or a very depressed level, and suddenly you see volatility at either one of those levels, then it usually means that people are undecided on where the market goes next. And it some, sometimes indicates or is a predictor of a change in trend. Now, let me tell you what's happened to the Dow Jones. As you know, all-time record highs consistently over the last six months or so. On Monday, it opened up 200 points and ended down 100 points. I'm rounding off here. On Tuesday, it was 100 points down in the first hour or so of trading and then ended up 280 points. The next day, Wednesday, yesterday, it was fiddling around in the first hour or so, but then after the US Federal Reserve came out with their pronunciation, on tapering, in other words, uh, reining in their purchases of um, US bonds, uh, it ended down 320 points. So we've been up, down, all over the place every single day. And this, of course, is just ahead of the US jobs numbers tomorrow. I think it's going to be a juicy number tomorrow. Yeah, I think it's all, all eyes on that. But but you're 100% right, uh, Lindsay. There's a there's a there's a nervousness in the market that I haven't experienced for 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 many many months. I must say this this type of nervousness we've we've had that latter part of 2019. We all know, you know what what happened in 2020. Not that you know that was the offset effect, but. Uh, we were getting, getting, getting. It's results season in the U.S. and and you know on on balance, you know most of these companies are beating. And, and I think to a certain extent, this is sort of holding up the market to a certain extent because, as you mentioned, you, you see these these declines in the markets earlier. You you you, you experience a a company that bring and and beat. Beat results, and, and then it recovers a bit. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really nervous. I, I, I want to just get past past August, yeah, August September, you know, preferably, you know, uh, October as well. And just let's just get you know, head towards the end of the year because the, the performances are looking good. I think investors are slowly but surely getting some confidence back. And I'm talking about local in, uh, local investors. And I think the last thing we now need is is, is another big big surprise. Yeah, and I just want to tell you one other thing as well, which is is regarding uh, the U.S. non-farm payrolls data tomorrow. I received a message from a friend of mine who happens to be someone who's a number cruncher. He doesn't. He looks at graphs and he's a technical analyst, uh, but mainly what he does is he takes data from reserve banks and commercial banks, and he analyzes uh, buying and selling and lending and borrowing patterns. And uh, he's. I was trying to talk to him last night. He says, "I'm sorry, I can't. I can't speak to you because I'm just in the process. I'm reading directly." from his message. I'm just in the process of updating the withholding tax data. Now, withholding tax in the United States is when an employer pays the tax on behalf of the employee. Okay, so it's a good indicator of, uh, you know, economic activity and jobs activity. He says the US economy is going over a cliff in the last two weeks. So he's seeing this data saying that um, things are going to be bad. He says, if the BLS, and that's the Bureau for Labor Statistics, doesn't fudge too much, Friday's job number will be a big 
negative surprise and it could send the 10-year yield down to 1%. So, I mean, he's, he's often wrong, but he's more right than wrong. So this is quite interesting. Someone uh, coming from a different angle on this jobs data. And that, again, sorry to go on too much, but there was a, an article from Neil Shearer, who's the chief group chief economist at CapitalEconomics.com. He came out with a, an article earlier in the week, which he kindly shared with me, and it said that the, the, the big upside in the global economy has now gone and we, we're going to stabilise a little bit. In other words, the best is over. What do you think about that? Mm. So, so Lindsay, yeah, I think uh, the, the answer to your question there is, is I, I, I do a, a graph, let's call it the monthly graph, where, where I look at the, the misery index. Now, now, the misery index, I'm not going to go and give a, give a history lesson or economic lesson again, but this is typically where you just you, 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 you add the, the unemployment rate with the inflation rate. So, and, and, and you will typically look, in, and I'll try and visualize this over a podcast, but over the past 20 years, you've had three instances where, where the U.S. really blew out, blew out in terms of high unemployment rate and or high inflation rate. And, and that was typically a time where you didn't want to be really, really you know, um, cautious to be invested in the U.S. market. Now, um, you know, what we've seen is we've seen that in, 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 in the, uh, you know, that whole financial crisis scenario in 2008. Yes. Then we again saw it at the, at the, at the, at the, um, you know, the world recession in 2011, 2012. And now, and remember what they did then is, is they, they announced the first QE and QE became QE2 and QE3 sounded like a Rocky movie later. But mm -hmm. ultimately, that stimulus, that gradual stimulus did re-benefit and we've seen it. We've seen unemployment rate come down to, you know, some of the lowest levels that the country has ever experienced in, in, in the history of the U.S., now, this time around, they, that, the COVID happened and we know what the after effect of them. And they printed money, uh, like, like also they've never ever done before. I mean, the amount of stimulus has been going into the US market's been unbelievable. The problem is you, you, you're not seeing the, the effect because effectively, yes, unemployment is, is, is better than what it was, let's call it a little bit more than a year ago. But when we look at the, the weekly jobless claims, weekly jobless claims was, was around about, let's call it the 1.7 million mark um, just prior to, to COVID. We, we still run about the 3.5 million mark. So, so it's, it's per week. It's, it's, not, it's, not really, you know, it's not really addressing the, the, the real unemployment. It's not really creating the jobs that, they, that they're trying to, to succeed. But I mean, there's the big but: inflation. Inflation is becoming a massive problem, mm -hmm. I mean, a, a massive, massive problem. That 5.4 percent. So, so when you look at that graph, we now the misery index on the U.S. is currently back to what it was at levels you know, uh, recession and also the financial crisis scenario. They is the misery index before you go on? Is the misery index hmm. a pre is it's obviously retrospective because you're looking back at previous yeah. data, but is it a predictive tool? Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, you can. You know, a lot of people can argue if you can. If you can look at, we had a crash in two thousand eight, more or less the times where, where we, we, you know, the misery, you know, the U.S. misery was was a lot. You know, was looking fairly miserable, and it was a it was a fairly bad time to be invested. But, I mean, I, this is not a forward-looking tool. It's 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 you're right. It's looking backward. But 
we haven't seen a crash in the U.S. We, we haven't seen a, a, a correction, correction in the U.S. So I would just caution. I think, you know, you want to be invested. I mean, I, I did an article this week, which will be published in, in Finweek next, next week, Friday, but they are look specifically in South Africa where, where you, 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 you're looking at a what, you know, what typically this, 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 um, uh, earnings growth look like, you know, in a, in a market where we've got a, you know, solid or fairly solid economic environment. And it, you know, surprise, surprise, it's good. You know, when, when uh, the economic environment is, 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 is conducive, it's, it's, it's a happy environment, then, you know, we see earnings growth. And that is typically what we've seen in, in the past, let's call it seven, eight years in the U.S. If that's going to change now, if we're going to see, you know, the U.S. struggling to 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 get unemployment under 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 wraps, you know, with this amount of stimulus, while we're seeing inflation going up, you know, seriously, we've already seen some of the the Fed members now coming out saying, "Well, that's it. We don't support this whole idea of keeping interest rates lower until until let's call it in 2023, beginning 2024." You know, if if Powell don't make it and they get a get another you know another chair, I mean. This could effectively mean that they can speed up the the interest rate um, uh, hiking process, yes. which I think currently would be, uh, be, be be a nail in the coffin for the US if if they if they start seeing you know when I say nail in the coffin nail in the coffin for for, for GDP economic growth will, will taper down at the speed of light with the amount of debt currently going around there if they start now. Uh, raising interest rate earlier and more aggressive. Yes, and of course, we, I mean, I would, we've got markets now, and you said you haven't seen this level of uh, anxiety in the market for, for many months, and uh, the volatility that I described in my opening, and uh, with the jobs numbers tomorrow. Anyway, it's going to be it's going to be a fascinating couple of days, actually. I don't often uh, use fascinating and uh, financial <laughs> services and markets in the same sentence, but uh, this time I do think it is going to be. Let's have a look at the Stock Exchange News Service, Scout, because there's been lots and lots of... Um, Mm. Uh, releases today. Uh, the first one, which caught my eye and certainly caught investors' eyes in the first flush of trading, a further trading statement for the 52 weeks ended 27th of June from Woolworths Holdings Limited, one of your favourite retailers. A share price up around <laughs> about 6%. It could be because of thin conditions and a few bids and offers uh, being, being hit by uh, chubby fingers. But on the other hand, uh, it looked pretty good to me. Yeah, this is a trading statement. It's a trading statement for the 52-week end at uh, 27 June 2021. Uh, you know, so so comparing, you know, um, you know, apples with apples. It might be apples with pear because last year June, we all know the environment that we've been in. But but we also know that the the, the amount of flack that 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 Woolworths experienced over the over the past, I would say, five years. I mean, really, been 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 under under pressure with the specifically the the Australian businesses, you know, David Jones and. Uh, um, uh, country roads. Mm. So, yeah, I th- think you know when we got this, this type of um, you know Bloomberg expectation was that they're gonna they're gonna they're looking at bringing out headline earnings per share of, of three rand thirty one cents per share. Uh, when you look at a, a, a um, expected, because this is what they now they said they're expecting headline earnings per share to come in between three rand twenty eight. Um, and uh, three hundred forty-five. If it's going to beat that, let's call it three hundred thirty-one. Uh, don't be surprised if it if it if it actually run even even a little bit more more. But uh, yeah, this morning six percent up on, on Woolworths. 
bit of a bit of a bit of a comeback kit uh, over the past six months, and, and let's hope it continues. Yes, let's hope so too. Other results coming out today. We've had Glencore with their half-year report share price up around about a third of a percent. Just briefly on Glencore, we always focus on Anglo-American in South Africa, but Glencore, mm. very important company. Um, is this a diversified miner that you'd like to own or do own? Yeah, no, no it's not one that that I'm currently owning. I, I still prefer I still prefer uh, Anglo American in the bulletin, but but very good. I mean, it's it's helped by by, by a lot of you know fund managers, you know, respected fund managers. It's been 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 doing well. I mean, the the the, the report. I mean, let's call it halfway results. Sounds very similar. I mean, it sounds you you've got the yeah we've 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 done really well naturally. You know, whether they're talking about in the period period of a period. Price increases of copper, cobalt, nickel, zinc, and coal, mm. irrespectively of growth, 65% up, 38% up, 40% up, 38% up, and 60% up. Big numbers. Yeah. So, yeah, it's big numbers. So, so then they've got this similar story where they say, well, they've, 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 they're going to, you know, have a nice dividend. They're also going to have a, a special, special cash dividend. Of forty dollars cents per share, um, and and they're also doing a buyback, very very similar to some of the others. They're going to do a buyback, um, which they're planning to to do over the next, uh, I think, year. So, yeah, I think it's 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 very good results, very solid results, and uh, yeah, I, I must I say, investors should be happy. Yeah, uh, Anglo American, of course, uh, being a company that's buying back as well. And every morning, eight o'clock South African time, I get something flashing across my screen saying Anglo American PLC transaction in own shares. In other words, I'd love to be a broker that had that order because you know what you're doing. <laughs> you just have to buy the stuff. Just press the buy button. Yeah, Thank a, you very much. You don't have to finesse it too much. Yeah, you don't want to be yeah, too re- reckless, but um, yeah. Uh, another company coming out, Hammerson, half year results, uh, share price down around about 1%. So we won't go into that one. It's a bit of a packaging morning because we've got impact. Their mm. numbers came out. It's been a very noisy share this year, uh, down one and a third percent after those uh, interim numbers. Mondi, also interims coming out, share price up around about 2%. Mondi or impact, what do you want to go for? Because we can only do one. Uh, well, I'll, 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 I'll briefly go over you know, both of them because uh, we don't need to, to, to make a long story. I mean, impact we've already chatted about. I mean, this is a company that's really been doing well. I mean, everything is just paper and packaging lately. I mean, if you order something from Take A Lot, Amazon, doesn't matter where. I mean, these companies mm. are doing extremely well. Um, so, so yeah, you know, it, uh, we're looking at very solid revenue up, you know, over 16%. That's very, very good. Operating profit increased by 165%. So, very, very solid results. I did mention that there was some, some, uh, some negativity. They've been, been negatively if, affected by, by the, uh, the, the unrest in KwaZulu Natal, but in general, very, very good. So yeah, as you mentioned, share price is, is looking solid. Mondi also, I mean, so, Mondi, uh, this is this is a, you know, it's 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 nice today to have a a, a results from both um, you know Mondi and Sappy because um, you, you get a general idea because you always always get the question you know, you know you've got Mondi you invested in Mondi um, you, you're not going to look at Sappy somewhere along the line how do you compare the two and I think. Looking at the results, you, you can clearly see the the, the difference. So, uh, you know, Mondi, Mondi had a, a very solid growth in, in revenue um, for the six months. They've, they've grown their revenue by five percent. Headline MSP share is down, but interim dividend is is now going to be five percent higher. So, very good. Like it, I still like the the company. Um, um, but Sappy, why? Yeah, third um, quarter results for the period ended uh, June. Uh, share price was down around about five percent at one stage. On my delayed screen, down three point seven percent at the moment, but continues to disappoint. 
Yeah, it's 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 clawing back to towards the not not positive, and it's now down one point nine percent. But oh. you know they, they mentioned they mentioned two things. I have two or three things. I think the that the volumes definitely is is looking a lot better because we know where they're coming from a, a year ago. Um, because this is the, the third quarter results uh, for the period in June. So so compared to last year, this time around, it's it's looking a lot better. They did mention that that they they they're not back to to to, to full volume set. They, they they're back to about nine. 90% of their pre-COVID, pre-COVID numbers. But that, that's where, where it gets interesting because, you know, although the, naturally the, the sales and the EBITDA and all those things look, look a lot better compared to 12 months ago, um, you know, when, when we start looking at the headline earnings per share and, and, and basic EPS, I mean, that's down 125%, down 123%, which, which they say when they, they, they mostly say, well, the profit, Profitability in the segment remain under pressure due to the spiraling purchase, fault input cost. So basically, input cost um, is, is really, really currently uh, uh, digging into into um, uh, SAP's profitability. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they they also said that there's a combination of lag in selling price increases. Now, Mondi mentioned fun enough, and they they um, trading style they update that uh, that they were sort of ahead of the curve and they're now looking again to push up selling prices which uh, which 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 would increase their margins even further so just shows you to two companies one seems to be fairly on track or even ahead of the curve in terms of adjusting the the selling prices to sort of combat these input costs where SAPI clearly hasn't done that. And, so one uh, has pricing power it. and the other one doesn't have pricing power, in other words. So, yeah, it's an interesting split. And the people that went for Mondi really did um, rather well in, in the longer term. Let's have a look at the uh, – also, by the way, Trelidor came out with a trading statement. Share price doing very well in thin conditions, up uh, just about 6% right now. But that's a small cap, and we don't need to talk about it, although it's an important company, obviously. 14.38 is the dollar rand. British pound against the rand is 20.01. The euro rand is 17.03. The euro dollar is 118.45, which is a stronger dollar to the tune of 0.2%. Of course, it will be doing nothing until tomorrow afternoon, 2.30, when the jobs data comes out. Last night in the States, I've described the uh, another volatile day. Dow Jones was down 0.9%, or 324 points. S&P was down half a percent. NASDAQ was the outperformer, so growth stocks gaining at the expense of value stocks. Uh, Far East today, Tokyo, there's Nikkei Dow up half a percent, Shanghai down 0.3%, Hang Seng down 0.9%, Australians, the Australian All Share Index in Sydney, flat. Gold price 18.10, down $3. Platinum is $44 a week. This platinum price has been hammered recently. And, and with oil price down, and platinum as an industrial metal coming down, maybe we are seeing a crack in the commodity portfolio. Anyway, 1,008 for platinum. Palladium, though, not doing much. I think it's holding, holding its own. What's it doing, please, Skull? Yeah, $2,658, so it's so holding its own. Just to back to platinum, I did some, some graph this morning. People are welcome to go and look, look at it on my, on my Twitter, you know, or LinkedIn handle at Skullglow. But, um, I just looked at the, 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 the platinum price that, uh, drawn a, a, a longer term trend line. And yeah. uh, you can see this, this thousand dollar mark is extremely you know, key, and I would say, you know, for all the all the, the short term investors, speculators that, that are out there, I, I would say, just wait, wait for confirmation, wait for a bounce, mm. um, you know, off the, off these levels, because um, when we look at something like that, the 14 day RSI, it's it's not 
totally, totally or extremely oversold yet or below that 30 mark, I would, I would maybe just wait, wait for, for this to, to play out and wait for a proper or let's call it the formal, formal uh, bounce of these levels. Okay. Then there might be something in it, but if it breaks these thousand dollar marks, Lindsay, oi, oi, oi. Then, uh, yeah, it's then disturbing on in all, in all sorts of different levels, whether it be for people invested in PGM producers in South Africa or people that are watching the world economy. And if my theory or other people's theories that I'm passing on mentions that you know, the global economic boom of late is, is about to taper off a little bit, then platinum, of course, will suffer, as all industrial metals will. Okay, uh, crude oil staying with commodities, West Texas crude flat. Uh, Brent crude flat, and they are $68.16 and $70.37 respectively. The CRB index was 236 uh, a few days ago. It's now 226. That's quite a big move for a, a massive basket of commodities. The volatility index, I'm including that these days, is down 1%, 17.79. That's the CBOE, Chicago Board Options Exchange Volatility Index, which is the one people watch. Bitcoin is um, 39,500, which is up around about 33%. A US 10-year bond yield is exactly 120. And the South African bond yield is 8.87. Let me just refresh my screen on that US 10-year because it's going to be choppy ahead of tomorrow's release. Uh, no, 180, yeah, it's actually 118 and a half now. Okay, uh, S&P 500 futures after a volatile session last night, uh, helped by the Fed, or rather not helped by the Fed, is up around about 0.2% right now. Uh, my screen says the following shares are doing well and doing badly, Skulk. So just let me refresh it very briefly, and you can uh, have a look and see if there's any outside of the ones that I say that have caught your eye. I've got Woolies up 6.6%. That is obviously a little bit delayed, but um, it's certainly holding its own. It's not as if people have just come in, looked at the results, uh, got a bit uh, trigger happy and bought it, and then it falls back. It's, it's, it's solid above 6%. Nedcore. Why is Nedcore at 8%? Uh, abs- yeah, we, we chatted about this last night. Remember, they brought out... Oh, of course, at 17.05 uh, yesterday, they came out with, uh, uh, with a trading it's update. It's up, up yeah. 7.5% now. It's up 7.5% as hmm. we're going to speak. I forgot about that. Yeah, Absa Group are, are hot on the heels of Nedcore at 4.6%. People love banks at the moment, especially after those European banks like uh, Standard Chartered and HSBC came out with some big numbers. I've got Standard Bank as well up there, 3 and 2 thirds percent. The bank investors are having a lovely day today. Sappy down three and three quarters. Naspers down to two and a quarter. Process again down two percent, despite relatively steady action in the Far East. Sassel uh, nearly two percent down, and Harmony down one point four percent. Skunk, what are the indices after fifty minutes of trading, please? So as we currently speak, it's just uh, just before ten o'clock now. Um, the JSE All Shares currently trading at sixty eight thousand. 636, that is down 40 basis points. Uh, resources are the worst performing sector currently, down 1.2%. Industrials down 70 basis points. And uh, yeah, as you mentioned, banks are driving the financials. The financial index is currently up 2% for today. Very good indeed. And uh, Skunk Low, I made a prediction last week uh, on the um, result of a match between a team called the Springboks. Um, which is a South African rugby team, apparently, and the British and Irish Lions in red. And um, it sets the scene, of course I was wrong, and it sets the scene for a blockbuster of a finale tomorrow, sorry, Saturday evening at 6pm South African and Central European time. And uh, I'd like your prediction, first of all, because I shot my mouth off and got shot down. What is your prediction? 
I'm a, I'm a box supporter. And, uh, yeah, and when I look at both the games, the one that we lost, I think we were a better team in, in, uh, in, in both both games. I mean, I'm uh, sorry, Scout. We've lost you again, and I'm serious this time. We've lost you again with that. But I think it's actually quite prophetic that when you started talking about the box being the better team against the British and Irish Lions, <laughs> that the, the communications failed you. Uh, so bad luck for Saturday, and we'll speak <laughs> next Wednesday. That's Scout Lowe, who's a portfolio manager at PSG Wealth in the Western Cape. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors, and do not reflect the policy position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.